Hello, you lot. Welcome back to Out of Your League. I hope you enjoyed Jason Robinson last week. For me, that was one of the favourite podcasts I've ever recorded. He was so generous with his time, so in-depth, Jason, that we've got another hour of him coming your way. So sit back and enjoy. Here is Billy Wiz. Let's get stuck into just another subject um, and, and, go, and go back if you think where we were up to in terms of the career. We haven't gone to Union yet, right? We're still at Wigan, 91. Uh, and this is seven years before you play in a grand final, the first ever grand final um, at Old Trafford. It's got a great try. Against yeah. Leeds. Did all right, yeah. yeah against Leeds. Right. So there's, there's more narrative to it, isn't there? Like one of the greatest grand final tries that we still talk about to this day. Every time, every time I played against Leeds, it was like <laughs> I was always going to have a good game. Yeah, like that was my was team. That your team? To, to, <laughs> yeah, that was my team. team. Who was your team, John? Tolford. Oh gosh, no, I didn't have any. Toronto. <laughs> I'm still fine. Trying yeah, to find one. So yeah. go on. I, I just uh, think of bit... certain moments, like some of my best performances, of of being against Leeds. Mm. I mean, that, that was an incredible day because obviously it was a huge landmark in terms of rugby league having a grand final in that sense. And I know, look, you, you remember about ten minutes ago, we were talking about being um, a 17 year old when he arrived at Wigan, mm. and you know, didn't think he had much talent and so on. A year later, you were playing in a World Club Challenge, weren't you, against Brisbane in 92? Was that as, as no, as no, it was 94. I thought it was 92. Uh, no, no, I was 94. Okay. Was Still, at, a couple of years Park later. There was one at Blank Park, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah, well, the one I played in 94, that was out, that was out in uh, Brisbane. That was amazing. But, that, but that, what I'm, the point I'm getting to is the culture shock of like, this is, you know, you were cleaning metal and then you're playing on a, in a game like that. A couple of years down the line but it doesn't take long to get up to speed will does it you know mm. if you get into an environment you know where it's a performance environment yeah. it's it's baffles me how quick young people get up to speed and especially if you're world class mm. like you see world class people yeah. like you say like jack well jack wellsby at st ellen's now yeah. young kid he got into that dressing room and you get up to speed quick in yeah. 12 months you know like eight what well, 18 months mm. are you up to speed if you're not up to speed then yeah, you're out. And senior you? players but, but give it, you time as well. If you're talented and you've got something in you, I think they give you more time. They'll give you an arm on the shoulder, or they'll try and show you the way because you they know that you'll help them on on, on match day. There's there's certain teams, and I, I you know I feel sort of blessed that timing is always a big thing. But there's certain teams that you know, like if you're in that team and you've got a talent, it just makes such a big difference because you talk about um, Jack Bear. Like, I know being in the Wigan team when I did, I look back now and look at stuff and I think I was raw and like, you know, I wasn't good at this and that and the other. But there's so much talent around me. It just allowed me to express myself in, yeah. in a way that had I been at a bottom club, yeah. it, 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 you just wouldn't have been able to do it the same. Because I knew, like, with the players that we had around, they would make that situation a lot easier because they think a lot different. They'd cover this up and that up. And sometimes you can just get the timing right where mm. it just it just gives you a boost. And if, you, if you've got the talent as well, if you, it just gives you a boost and then you, you just catapult it into an, yeah, another yeah. realm. It's compound, isn't it? Oh, that effect it's is unbelievable. In, in these early mid-90s, and you told me nothing was on limits, so you can tell me to fuck off and shut up if you don't want to talk about this, but... Um, you you would you were drinking six nights a week, at some stages yeah. in, in your in your wigging career. Yeah. Um. You know you were on a on a Thursday going to ten p, a pint drinks in That's Wakefield. That was Monday night. That was Monday. That was <laughs> Monday, right? Like a Craig David song. It was going on throughout the week. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, bearing in mind your early teens and so on, and you talk about being a product of your environment. This is what you grew up with with the with the drinking. How how heavy was the drinking? How much did it impact? Obviously not a lot, but how much did it impact performance? How much did it, it changed your, your mindset and how did others look at you at that stage? Did, did, you, did you see it as a problem at, at that stage? I, you know, we're, we're getting to a point where, and you've talked about this before, you, know, you considered suicide. Uh, it, was, it was obviously intense for you at that stage. Yeah, I, I don't think people realise just how difficult it is coming into professional sport mm. and the pressure like the pressure day to day of, of that performance, like going in the changing room with the guys, my heroes, mm. and you know, even being in the weights room, 
Like, it was all about who could lift the most weight. Sprint, who was the fastest? Like, there was competition every day. There was pressure on you to perform every day. If you sat in the wrong place in the changing rooms, like, your bag would be in the shower. Like, mm. there was stuff on all the time. So, mm. mentally, it was tough. You know, within no time, you've gone from, again, cleaning metal to walking out of Wembley. Instead of going down on the bus with your teammates and everything else, all of a sudden now, it's you walking out of the Wembley. It's you that's got an England shirt on. It's you that's playing in a World Cup. And people don't realise, because people, like, people come out with comments, well, it's professional, they get paid lots of money for it. Mm. It really grates me, because I'm just, I'm, I'm a council kid now, mm. and I've been thrust into this world that is high performance, high pressure, like, you drop a ball, and there's 80-odd thousand people, 10 million people on TV. Mm. It doesn't just stop there. You know, when you doing the shopping and there's somebody like that, oh yeah, drop that building, yeah. It's yeah. like, you can't get away from it. And it's just, <laughs> it sounds just, like John's mom again. <laughs> but it's just little it, things all the time. The pressure mm. that we have to cope with is immense. Mm. So for me to go from being a, a nobody walking around Leeds, so all of a sudden I'm in a rugby town. <laughs> I can't walk anywhere without people knowing what I'm doing, blah de blah de blah The pressure of being in that Wigan team like those that went by, you know, the Billy, he always told about the, 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 the best players, the Billy Bostons, the, yeah. the history, everything else. Well, that weight falls on you. Mm. So all of a sudden you're in this environment now where you're young, you're quite impressionable, you, you, you haven't got the character. Mm. You know, it doesn't come overnight. It takes years and years to build that character. And if, if the boys said, right, we're going out tonight, How's going out? There's no like, there's no debate in it. It's like so. It wasn't the drinky wasn't at that stage to numb any pain. It was just part of the culture at that stage because before just, it became it as you said, it's what, it's what, it's yeah. what, we're professional, but it's kind of what you did. Yeah, like that. Well, we're going out on the Monday, but because for me, I'd moved away from my family, I was kind of on my own. Mm. So, so all of a sudden, you start this life out. I'd, at seventeen, I had my own house, <laughs> like. I had a mortgage on a house at 17. If those, like, wall, if those walls could talk. <laughs> oh, dear me. You know, so it's, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, they can't. Going into the house. <laughs> um, but, but yes, all of a sudden, you, these, you've got your yeah. name on yeah, the side yeah. of a car. Do you know what I mean? You're driving around, you got, you know, I, back in the day, it was, it was one of those, 1995, I, you know, I signed a, a big contract to go to the, uh, ARL when all the Super Leagues, like all these things are like huge decisions. I, I just didn't have the character to cope. So all of a sudden, you, you, I don't, you just get sucked in by it. Mm. You know, so you like, weren't I'm unhappy. Out, you Monday, weren't unhappy. I'm out Tuesday, I'm out, and, and some of it is like, I'm lonely. Yeah. Oh, so you you know, know, there was a loneliness side to it. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. How can you be surrounded by so many people yeah, that yeah. adore you? And be like, lonely. But I, it's making head in the. T it's, it, there's so much stuff going on. But you don't, ha I didn't have, at the time, somebody around me that was saying, right, right, maybe just, just tone it down a bit. Like, behave yourself. Like, mm. do, do you know what I mean? I, I needed a father figure. I needed somebody, you know, to slap me around the chops and just say, what on earth are you doing? You, you, you met Wenger Tugamalo, who was, was huge for you, and unbelievably died at 52 recently, didn't he? And I know that's impacted you hugely. But, but before he, because he kind of was, from what I'm aware, was a bit of a saviour for you and obviously, you know, showed you faith and showed you, took you into a different world in that sense. But, w but will you talk about the, the incident? There was a moment where you had a, a butcher's knife in your hand and like, you know, because so, so, you've already, Jason, you already painted the picture there of life was amazing. It was so fast paced and everything was happening. And I got my car and my house and this and whatever and the drinking was just a cultural thing mm. to the loneliness and to contemplating suicide. Yeah, but when, so when you brought up around the deprived areas, you're always told if you have money, like you don't have the problems. Mm. So you it's you kind of brought up with this confusing. lie that do you yeah. feel guilty for feeling that way about having all these riches and having a house and a car, but for, no. do you feel guilty <laughs> no. for, for being sad or lonely? No, it's, it's just like just my upbringing, the environment told me like you wouldn't, we wouldn't have these problems. I thought oh, the problems were just because we didn't have any money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is why we're arguing now, because we've had to smash the back off the TV to get the 50p's out of it, <laughs> mm. to yeah. then go and buy the shopping. Mm. And then the rent man comes, you're all hiding behind the couch. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and, I, and part of me is then being told, like, actually, if we had a bit more money, then we wouldn't have this, and we wouldn't be arguing and fighting mm. and everything else. But the reality is, 
with the success and the money just comes, I, I te- the problems came tenfold. Because mm. now I'm, I'm, I'm in a world where, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get lucky when I was in Leeds. All of a sudden now I'm driving a nice car, I've got a house. I became better looking overnight. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but there's all these things. Who, who, who's around me for the right reasons? And, mm. and you, you're left to navigate that on your own. People don't realise how hard that is. Some people are blessed because they've got a, you know, a, a more steady family life. They've got certain people in their life that do give them a bit more direction than that. But I was, I was learning mm. as I went along. I've, I felt like from, from birth to now, I've just, I've just been learning do you know what I mean? And getting loads of things wrong and trying to learn and get things right. And then all of a sudden you, you get to this point where you think in many ways you, you, you live in the dream. You've got everything you want. You've got money, you've got cars, you've got a bit of fame, you, you, you're scoring tries. It's like, and then you just think like you sat in the house on your own and just think like, I just feel so lonely. Yeah. Because I just, I've always been around my mum and uh, the security of that, even though it, Sometimes it was a bit turbulent. It, mm. it, it was still like that was my security, and now I'm just left to fend for myself. And everybody's looking from the outside, thinking, "Oh, boy, I yeah, want yeah. what he's got." And the reality mm. is, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. It was only when um, Vega Twigamala came, mm. and I was, you know, what it's like the peer pressure in those groups is yeah. immense. And back then, back oh, then would have been different. It's so different many level. characters, yeah. so many guys that have been there, done it, and. But am I right in saying he was the one that, and the reason you, your eyes sort of lit up when you saw him is that he didn't have the flashy cars. He wasn't interested in that. He wasn't interested in the going out and the shagging everyone. He wasn't interested in the drinking. And he kind of. I don't maybe, know why I was. I couldn't understand why I was happy. Yeah. Because for us, it was about, right, who, who tapped off last night, tell us the stories, and it'd be high fives all right. Do you know what I mean? Who drank the most, and blah, de, blah, de, blah. And it was all that. And, and you, it was just that cycle of, yeah, you just keep doing it and keep doing it. And you just, that was life. And all of a sudden, somebody comes in, it's like, He's not drinking and like he's got a faith and like he's kind of nice family. He's content. Yeah, I'm chasing stuff all the time. You know, you get your little mm. fiesta and then you go, you, you yeah, get BMW. Yeah. You want something else and you just like there was no contentment in it. Mm. And and you know, it's you find yourself then just 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 forever just chasing. And and then all of a sudden I thought, you know something, I want what he's got. I don't want I don't want to keep chasing this all the time. And I didn't know anything about Christianity or, or faith at the time. And you know, I, it was just nice just sitting watching him. Mm. Was and it so uh, obvious, you know, when you first met him that he was happy? You know what I mean? Was that like immediately obvious to you how happy he was? Or it was it was just so obvious because he was the only one that didn't go out. Right, he stood out. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You know, he used to say, like, it's, a, it's the dead fish that go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in many ways, it's right. It's like so many times we just, we just go what is easy. And, and, you know, for me, just, just seeing him, it was, it was just nice to see something else, something different. So, so you know did, faith, I, did faith become a stability in your life? Well, massively. And, and, and partly because, for me, it was like, Again, I was chasing all these things, and, I, and again, I thought I would. That was it. Now I'm, I'm there. I'm at the pinnacle. I've got everything I could possibly want. Yet I felt so lonely. So it's not what I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? I thought, and it's, it's, well, it's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it, it shouldn't. In many ways, it couldn't get any better. It was disappointing when you got there. Too right. Yeah. You get to, you get to the top of the mountain, and, and you like, think, right, mm. I've like, and then you're like, is, and, and is, is also think it? about this, yeah. Jace, how much how high that mountain went because we were only mid nineties. We're nowhere near. We're nowhere near two thousand three. It's ninety five, but but then you know it's it's you can, and this is this is one of the key things, and and I think this is where, you know, a lot of players, you know, struggle, and you know, I, in many ways, I feel. A, bit look in certain areas but I get I get the pressures and, and, and just having to keep performing and do you know what I mean? Just just get out there and, and, and keep hitting those levels and and, mm. and then I don't know, it's almost like sometimes you can be two different people. It's mm. th- there's there's what you are on the field and then all of a sudden yeah, it's kind yeah. of what you are. You've got to put on a front, you've got to be a certain thing and then when you're away from it and away from the bravado everything, it's like 
actually, I don't, I don't like this. That, that's, this. that's a big issue in sport, you know, mm. what you've just described there, I, I believe. The, 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 the emptiness once you got to the No, top. disassociation with self, with who you are. Like, mm. people speak to you as a sports person. People speak to you because you're a rugby player and because you're a fantastic rugby player, or they mm. speak to you in a certain way. And in all of that, I found, this is what I found, is I lost and lose the sense of myself, is who I am away from all of this sometimes. And that's where I felt lonely, is when in my best moments in my career, my lowest points were the day after my best moments in my career, where I just felt like at this point now, I'm not rugby John, like nobody gets this part of me. Like I felt lonely in that respect. But people I, don't know you. No, and that's, they have they, no they, idea about They me. see you walk across the line. They yeah. see, you know, everything you do. They see the interviews. Yeah, yeah well, Will, Will's read a load of tweets about people who do not know me at all. No, they, they don't know me, do they? They don't. But people have an opinion on you. People think they know you. And people are invested in your career. To be fair, I think people just write them now because they know I'm going to read them on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm right. <laughs> but the loneliness in sport comes from when I just felt, like, disassociated from... Is that My because sports you, personality. you made the sports person that side of your life all consuming? That's the kind of all the parts. People, of are, people are dull and want to talk to you about that all the time. People never asked me questions about me, like what I was into. People didn't even I take time, they didn't give a shit about what I was into. Mm. You know, they were excited about the rugby. And the, and the most exciting thing sometimes is what you do. And, and, I, and, and one thing I've come to now, I'm getting towards 40 years old is I started to realise actually that's the least interesting thing sometimes about people is what they do. It's what they are, how they are, who they are, what, the way they think, like how you think about things, like how you see things. Like that's what I get excited about now. And I think it's through the lens of being where you're saying there where I'm talking to people but they don't really get me and it's shallow and it's like, it leaves you feeling a bit empty. Yeah. And then when you're on your own, then that's when it's tough. It's magnified you're like, then, isn't you're it? Like, and then I'm, I'm, then I'm sat there in my house, you know, where it should have been the dream and everything else, nice new car outside, and then just thinking like, I don't want to go anymore. Yeah. I can't, I just can't cope with it, because... It's a story to be so crass, but how close did it come to that? Well, I, I listen, I, I was sat there with a knife set, um, you know, to my wrist, just thinking like, I can't go on anymore. And that is when I've just, you know, I'd signed a, um, a million pound deal with the, uh, um, the ARL yeah. um, in, uh, at 21. Um, so I was, I was uh, you know, it, it should have been the, I mean, what? Mm. Dream come true. That is a therapist's wet dream as in why that you felt like that, isn't it, at that yeah. stage? Incredible. You know, yeah, but, but the money is, it's not, it's not. The, the, right, I, I, no, was, I don't mean the money, I just no, mean the, no, but, the success, the, everything the, that was there. These things in life, right, so I imagine, like, if you're looking at a journey in sport, it's like, I think it's like being in a valley and you can see, like, a mountain range in the distance, right? And you set off walking and you know if you've ever been on a walk and you mm. think you've got to the top, right? And you get to the top and then you look, there's another valley and a bigger mountain, right? And then you think, right, okay, I'm on with this. I'll get bumped down, you go down, and then you go up again, and you get to the top of that one, and there's a bigger fucking one next. And like, that's the reality of sport, isn't it? Mm. And, and you, once you master your local parochial peak, mm. it, it <laughs> the fascinating thing about you is where you went from there, for me. Because that's an, it's such an easy journey down into the bottom of that valley again, and then you go, uh, whereas you didn't kick again, you kicked again and again. Like you went up and down those valleys and just kept going. And that's what's remarkable about some people in sport is when they get, a lot of people drop out of sport when they get to that first rise, first peak, and they think they've reached somewhere. And there's this saying in sport that you've made it. And it's fucking nonsense because you've never made it no. in sport. You never made it. Mm. You've got to be content with going down again and up again and down again and even further down to go back up. Mm. And it takes a mental fortitude that most people don't have. And that's why people are fascinated by sports people. Mm. And that's why people are fascinated about Jason Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. where you came from, to have the fortitude to go down and up and down and up and further up is astonishing. And part of the thing is with the down and ups, it doesn't have to show itself on the field. No. Because I haven't got many downs. 
on the field mm. at all. Mm -hmm. A lot of mine were the challenges, like my biggest challenges were, were, were off the field. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And were they the darkest moments there, that period? You know, for example, did the alcohol, did the problems continue in later life? And yeah, but listen, listen, it doesn't matter who you are. If you drink too much, then the reality is something's going to go wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and the more you, you know, I just got sucked into something because I, I didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. So, so there's, no, there's, no, there's nobody in the club that, you know, there's no, nobody that really put their arm around. And that's why, that's why Inga played a big difference. Cause, because of him, it just gave, it, it almost bought me some time to kind of step back and think, like, what, what's life all about? Yeah. Like, it's not what I thought. And that's why, with, with the religion side of it, it's like, there must, it's one of these, there must be more to life than what I'm doing now. Because yeah. I've just hit this peak and I'm not happy. Yeah. And I never thought in the world, like, I never thought it'd ever, ever happen. Mm. So now, what, what is there? So I thought there must be more to life than just going out and drinking. And uh, So I thought, I'd, I mean, I had a simple thought about sort of religion. And it was a case of, look, if, if I, and, and it's not necessarily religion, but it, it was... There's all, there's, there's all these debates, is it real, is it not real? And, and for me, everybody's got their own choice. Yeah. But for me, I just thought, you know something? If this is real, and I am right, mm. bingo. Yeah. If I'm wrong, and it gets to the end of my life, but I've lived a much better life. Yeah. I've been better people, I've been more respectful. I've, do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, That's faith, isn't it? It's, That's the word faith. Well, of yeah. course, you know, it's not by what we see. Yeah. So, so I've, it's, it's a win-win because -win, yeah. I'm going to be a better person no matter what. So I don't get into big debates on, on, on religion of, well, whether you believe or not. I've been to some of the highest heights at an early time in my life. And I know there's more to life than what I went through. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I saw, and again, I saw I, sometimes... We are so influenced by by people, and 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 and, and Inga was one for me. And, and as a result of it, I went from drinking six nights a week, and and ready to potentially, or even having the thought of look, mm. I'd, taking your own life, to then not drinking at all, mm. and then going on the, the rest of the journey of the rest of my career, not drinking. Yeah. And, and, and being more professional and, and, you know, sort of living a more disciplined life and, and again, just, just being nice, not being a tool yeah. and being nicer to people. So... Is that the essence of religion? Just don't be a tool. That's a, that's, <laughs> it's quite that's, a that's very... The, I think you've condensed it very well. That's the lesson of life, isn't it? Don't, <laughs> it is, don't no, be no, a tool. It's, it's it just is. sometimes people, I think, can just focus on, like... People, I don't know, see certain people. I... I, I when I saw um, Inga, I was influenced by something that, that was real to me. It's just like, it was tangible. I, there's somebody that is living, has this, I, whether you believe this, um, you know, in God or not, we all believe in something. Um, even if it's that you think there's no God, do you know what I mean? So, so for me, just, just, I don't know. I, 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 try, and, I try and keep it simple because there's so many... Yeah, yeah. People will sit with theologies and everything else, but I, I wanted to live a better life. I wanted yeah. to be a better person. Mm -hmm. and, and I know I have been. Mm -hmm. So I'm not bothered whether people think I'm right or wrong for doing it. It's worked for me. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's kept and how me... confused were you by the, the justice of life when someone like Inga was taken away at 52 with the kind of guy that he was and the life that he had, and, you know, given the word faith and so on? But no. that's, that's why we need to do what we can while we're here. Yeah. You know, nobody's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. No. You know, I might not get home tonight. So, yeah. so you, you, might, you might not if I have my way, and because I've, I've still got another fifteen topics to talk to you about. Yeah, well, it's and all right. <laughs> we'll keep going. Go and on. I know the producers are looking. We're going to go a little bit longer than we normally do. But look, this just uh, if we not quick fire because it's mental to quick fire past yeah. two thousand and three. Yeah, sorry. We, no, no, no. <laughs> man, this is why we, we need. This is why we need to do probably f another fifteen podcasts with you. But um, let me take you to the moment where you'd, you'd you've won the Harry Sunderland Trophy, ninety eight. Yeah, you go to another grand final in two thousand, lose that, and just days later. You join Sale Sharks. 
which was I remember, I remember it vividly. It was that was a massive, massive moment for for both union and for for league. I mean, obviously, seeing people go mm. across codes. Uh, how did that? Why? Why? Why sale? Why rugby union? And and what was that? Those weeks like for you? It was it was pretty simple. Um, I was coming out of contract. Wigan didn't renew my contract. Um, and you then want to? I was it was in my last year of that year. I was coming out of my contract, so I hadn't signed and I hadn't been offered another contract. That seems mm. crazy that they wouldn't. Rugby's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but but everybody else thinks that's the case and then all of a sudden I, I have this uh, don't forget in 96 Wigan played Bath you so played for Bath time. didn't you so because they just Bath turned four pro months, and that was just so that you could get some players off the wage bill and uh, you know uh, because of the Super League um, winter to summer yeah um, so all of a sudden I have this call random call from Sir Clive Woodward mm. um, and asking me whether I'd switch over to Rugby Union because this was in 2000. The cycle between World Cups, yeah? Because there was a World Cup coming up in 2003. And it was one of those, I knew that I was wanted at Wigan, but somebody else came in and it was like, I don't know, I, I, don't know, I felt, I felt kind of wanted and I felt like, mm. it's a bit weird really, but I just thought, if, you know, if, if not now, when, and you know, could I do it and the challenge and I knew without being big-headed, I, I knew that I could have stayed at Wigan, I could have played for Great Britain, I could have played for England till the cows come home. Yeah. That, that, that was my perception. I, w I would have always been in and around it. Mm. Um, but at that age, nearly 10 years into my career, I'd won 16, 18 major trophies with Wigan. Mm. And I'd, I'd done everything I probably could have done at club level. No, nothing but more to not prove. Not international level. Yeah. So, so there was a. It was a case of either go now or it's one of those a go for the last couple of years of a contract just to get a, mm. you know, full of pension. And, and, and as timeless as I like to keep these podcasts, it's actually really topical. And the fact that Eddie Jones recently has come out and said, you know, I'd prefer my squad to have more of a blend of people who've had to work for something who haven't been through the public school system. Fucking Harrow School boys. Do you go to like Harrow, me. Will? You've never, <laughs> like mentioned, me. never mentioned you, you then enter a world, Jason, don't you, of, of public school and red trousered Chino, Twickenham goers. Yeah. Um, salmon, salmon. Salmon, sorry. Salmon. A very different world, a very, very, very different world and a sport that you knew, admittedly, nothing about. So what was that transition but the that time The reality like? is you need, you, need, you need a mix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's sport or business, you need a mix. Yeah. You need a bit of rugged. You need somebody that's been there and, and studied and educated themselves. Because actually, I can learn from you. You can learn from me. Yeah. And, th and that's how it all works around. Mm. The part of the problem with rugby union is that it goes into the environments, you know, the, the private schools. And, it, and, and it's good in that sense because yeah. there's a lot of talent that comes through. But it doesn't invest enough money. I mean... You're an example, yeah. You know, I, I've had... You know, I'd, Listen, I, I, I feel privileged to have been played for England rugby and, and you know, been so good to me in lots of different ways. Some of the best experiences of my life. But then sometimes I'm thinking, hang on a minute, why have you never used me in schools? Like, I'm, I'm that kid that now you're trying to, yeah. you should be trying to get. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? The great thing about rugby union is it's got money. It's got money to invest. Yeah. But quite often it doesn't, this is why I'm saying, at the top level, you mm -hmm. need to know where to invest it. And, and who to use to help bring that about. Because how would you, again, I know that it's all well and good putting on these camps and doing everything. Like, it's all well and good to go into the private schools, brilliant. Every, everybody needs an opportunity. So I'd never say, like, do one more than the other. But reality is, there's a lot of people that get opportunity anyway. Mm. Opportunity, like, opportunities there every day for a lot of kids. But a lot of kids that I know, it's not there. Yeah. And it might come round, if, if they're lucky, it'll come round once. Yeah. And that one time it comes round, they might not have the bus fare to get to the festival or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, it's, so, so I get what Eddie Jones is, is saying. There's a big thing about it at the moment. Um, but, I mean, it's obvious. Mm. <laughs> it, it's really a obvious. A blend, a mix. Yeah. It's all well and good saying it now, but it's, it's, it's yeah. been that obvious. It's ridiculous. Um, 30 tries in 56 international matches. Clive Woodward, obviously, Sir Clive, took you and had this plan for you and saw what Billy Wiz could do in this team and, and that's what you started doing in those build-up games at Twickenham to the World Cup. Um, 
you, you go to, to Australia 2003. I'm, I remember watching it whatever Gosh, time it was here. I mean, crazy. it was just the most crazy. incredible, incredible moment for this, for this country. But, you know, for you personally, all the pride and you're thinking about your mum and all these things that's gone before and the kid that was cleaning metal to, to that guy who scored in the final. Everyone, everyone forgets that because of Johnny, Wal Johnny Wilkinson did, but you scored in the final. I don't know where, wasn't it? Take, take us into to that moment in Sydney, Jason, and just how much life can changed I, for you I, in the space can, of 40 Before hours. I go into that moment, because yeah. like, you, you've pulled out a, a huge one there, but one of the things that people forget is I didn't know much about the game at all. Mm. And this is why I, I look back now and I think all my upbringing, all those challenges, everything else, and rugby league got me into a place where I was so confident mm. of what I could do I then take on this new sport. And in my mind, I'm thinking, right, get your head down. You go into a new sport, it's not just a different sport, it's a different class. Yeah. So I'm dealing with stuff, Lara, that I've not dealt with before. <laughs> right? And not only that, I'm high profile from rugby league. I'm now a target for every forward in rugby union. Because mm. rugby, like a lot of people in rugby league say rugby union is soft. And they're the ones that have never been at the bottom of a rock getting stampeded. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you now, rugby union is a tough, tough game. Yeah. Just get Peter Anglesey, size 14s oh, coming over your <laughs> chest. But if you can imagine this, so I've come in, like, and there's been a lot of hoo-ha around me coming into it. And I wanted, and, and I wanted to go to, I went to Sale because it was my local club. I didn't want to leave family and everything else. I wanted to stay in the north. Mm. And that's why I went to Sale. So I've been with Wigan, top of the league, probably for te almost 10 years. Now I'm going to Sale bottom of the league so I had a quite a different challenge mm. going there mm -hmm. so so my mindset was I just get your head down learn but back of your mind you're thinking I'll back myself against anybody so first game November the 5th 2000 we play against Coventry like there's 1500 people there mm -hmm. and 1200 people came because it was a free pint of pint not to mm. see me so they came down and a lot of those probably Wigan fans if you, if you then think about this rise, you're talking about, you know, getting to the top. So I've played my first game against Coventry. In February, I'm playing for England. In June, I'm on a Lions tour. Now, I've played 35 games in rugby league, switched mm. over, and then I play another 25 in rugby union. Mm. And the last seven of those is on a Lions tour, and it was the most brutal thing I've ever, like... That was Australia 01, wasn't it? Yeah, but the training it, like, I've never been as battered in training. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you now, it was... Was that McGeekin, 01? Pardon? Was it McGeekin, 01? Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so I've gone, I've just gone into this now, and I've just gone, like, England. I had three, I had three starts off the bench. Mm. And then all of a sudden, four months later, boom. And then on the Lions tour. Didn't even know the players I was playing with. <laughs> call Never everybody mates. Games. Do you know what I mean? And there's that, there's that fa famous, yeah, just mate. I'm looking at the shorts because they've all got the names <laughs> on them. <laughs> Pass the ball, Island. Mate. <laughs> But this is the thing. I didn't even know all the England players, let alone all the, all, all the others. Yeah. But then I found, and it was one of those as well. And, and, and I think this is what I, I love about kind of what rugby league does for you because it gives you a confidence that you probably wouldn't have. Um, if you hadn't played it. And, and for me then, it was one of those that people were saying, oh, Robinson, yeah, new to the game, might get 10 minutes off the bench, blah, 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 blah. Got my opportunity, second game, scored five tries in one half. And then all of a sudden people were like, yeah, maybe, maybe he'll play a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? And I was yeah. top try scoring it. And, and the first test match, so all the thing with the Lions is, it's not just about being selected in the squad, it's about playing in the tests. Mm. And then there's, there's, there's one moment where first test at the Gabba, go there, just, just amazing thing. And within two and a half minutes, boom, ball comes down the line. And I just see somebody in front of me, just go on the edge, score yeah, a try. Skimmed and, him. And I, it was one of those, looking back now, everybody's like, oh, you've just skinned Latham and Black. I didn't know who it was, but <laughs> that's what I did in rugby league every week. Do you know what I mean? And didn't get the plaudits, as it were, yeah. Like, I'd look at some of the tries. I, I'm doing something at the moment where I'm getting some of the archive of some of the stuff I've... Because I know it's just going to get lost. Yeah. Because there's so much good stuff that I've done that is way above what a lot of people see me now because of social media and everything mm. else. That's just not been seen. It's been lost. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, you do that and, you know, that, that goes... But I just wanted to give you a little bit of an idea of, of the rise and the, and the pressure. Mm. 
of it and the performance of it and, and playing 60 games in, in, in a season. Mm. Um, so, and then, but you were, I'm just again from the outside, you were, you were like a cheat code on a video game when you came to Union and you were doing this all the time in league, but it was kind of just like someone had edited someone yeah. on Journal Over Rugby and he just ran past everyone. But, but they were like, when you get the ball in rugby league, what, what first thing you do, attack. Yeah. Like, it's not like, what, what do I do? Where do I kick it? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter who's with you or where you are on the field. Boom, I'm gone. And that, that was a difference for me, having those natural instincts of catch the ball, go, take people. And was on. that encouraged when you went over? Because that's of the key, isn't it? One of the greatest things was, in my rugby league career, John Money said to me at an early day, because I was half back, first game I played for Wigan, I was, he put me on the wing. It was an injury to Dave, Dave Myers, really good player. Yeah. Um, got in there, he just said, go and play. Best advice ever. Because then I just, I was one of the, I, I probably made it harder for wingers nowadays. Because I, I believe I was probably one of the first to scoot from dummy off. Because yeah. I was in there, Martin yeah. Fowler was just a 100 metre runner. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't like it because I had to, I You're got a ball carrier, weren't you? Yeah, Yardage you, ball just carrier. getting yards, getting yards, yeah. getting yards. Um, and, and, and then you just, for me then going into rugby union, everybody liked me because like, this is, this is new, like, mm -hmm. this is like, what, what's going on? He's running, he's taking people on. Mm -hmm. But my thing was, I, I, I can actually run it back further than I can kick it. So why on earth would I kick it? Mm -hmm. yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I know my, my, like, one of the things in rugby union is, you can always relieve pressure because you can kick a ball. Yeah, yeah. My, the, the, where I earned my money was the last meter and a half. Because mm. back there, like, doesn't matter what you're thinking back there, it's whether you've got the confidence to really take it to line. It's, it's like a half back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that really challenge yeah, are the yeah. ones that take it to line. You can, you can do all your fancy moves 10 meters back. Yeah. But yeah. the ones that have got the eye, got it, the skills, but, mm. and that was me. Mm. Like, I didn't know, I had the belief that I was going to beat somebody, but I didn't know until I got within a metre, metre and a half. Because I'm, I'm like, my senses are like, right, body movement, like, where your hips, like, how fast are you coming across? Where, do, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, who yeah. is it? Is a foot? Like, I've got something going on on my... But my feet were so quick, and I, that I could turn on a, on a sixpence and, and I could accelerate. So that was me. That's, that, that's what I wanted to get people in all the time. But that's why you were such a, a breath of fresh air to Union, because you just described that kicking game, which now infuriates me. It becomes, it's become even more but intense. You've got to have the it's confidence. But this is the thing. And though. you didn't do that. You've got to have the, I, I learned that sometimes I had to do it, but lots of people haven't got the confidence to do it, to take it to that. Because in Rugby Union, remember, it's different. You, you get caught oh, and so you're every, isolated. Every chance. Turnover. Turnover. Yeah. You've got to release the ball. Yeah. So that's why a lot Especially of people, fullback, that's yeah. why there's so much kicking in rugby union mm, mm. because they don't, you can take the pressure off yourself. I could, I could get the ball every time, run up to the line, kick it up, challenge mm. for it. But and did the, Clive Woodward encourage that? Just oh, you just say, Jason, Woodward, you go on to Clive do Woodward um, and Brian Ashton, Brian Ashton was at Bath and then with England as well. They loved it because yeah. they knew it was different and, and they, they, they were smart. That they made, they knew what I was going to do, and they knew the damage that I could do. So it was high risk, high reward. So it was one of those like, the rest of my team knew I'm going to run. The team was built around you and Johnny. Listen, we had a team full of different talent. Yeah. But talent is made so much better when you've got certain people. Johnny Wilkinson kicked the goal because everybody was getting their head kicked in, securing the ball to get to that position where he could drop. You know, you could drop the goal. For me, I was allowed in so many different ways to be um, what I was because I knew lots of other people that won't, wouldn't have got the credit, they were looking after me. If I got caught, they were in to bail me out. Yeah, so yeah. they'd secure the ball. So it gave me even more confidence then to attack. just to run it back. To attack. Because I get caught, I'm not going to get caught. But if I do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've got a buffer. Yeah. And then, you know, and they'd love it because actually now we're playing in their half instead of me kicking the ball out and playing in our 40. I've run it back, mm. beaten four, five people. We're 20 metres behind the game line. We've got them on the back foot. Mm. That's and the beauty of, of team sports, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. That, that, that where you just cover each other. 
you know, where you've got somebody who's got that much skill and you think, right, sometimes your job is just to get them the ball in the right position or just help them get the ball, you know. Yeah, and that, I, we probably did it during our career where you play with people like Alex Wormsley. I'd say to Alex at Saints, like, you carry the ball, I'll do your tackling because I can't carry like you. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a respect between you as a teammate and yeah. it's probably not seen from the outside world, but um, I think it's quite special when you've got talented players and hardworking players all singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah, and, yet, and es yet. especially when the, the, the <laughs> we're talking about talented players, <laughs> but you know, like what we're talking about here is it, it's, it's X Factor, isn't it? It yeah. was a different level at that time. I watched, I watched a lot of rugby union, and you know, aware of the snobbery well, and you know, initially and, and and all of that, and we've seen it since subsequently with maybe Sam. But Burns he was he was a player that put bums on seats, and that was oh, the thing. Obviously, Twickenham is always going to be full, but yeah, exactly. There was there was something there was a buzz around Twickenham at that time because, it, mm. like I said, it, the, the best way I could describe it is a cheat code. It's like you got he got the ball and he didn't know what was going to happen. He knew yeah, what was yeah. going to happen. We didn't, and mm. you know he, he danced through people, and he was five foot two and a half at the time. He still people used to say like like because people don't get it like. When people talk about attacking, there, there's there's an art to it. Mm. A lot of people just think, oh, he's got good feet, you do it. Like, there is so much to it. I could take you through so many different steps of it. Mm. And it's not taught. No, no, no. How many times? I, I see it all the time. Like, players just think, oh, well, because he's got a good sidestep. It, it doesn't work like that just because no, no. you've got a good sidestep. Yeah, you've yeah. got you've to know, you, know your craft. You've there's got a science to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much to it that people just do not no, get. No, no, no. And then people, so sometimes, like, people say, oh, well, you don't know where he's going. But the reality is, I don't know where I'm going because the picture is changing all the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's your ability to read oh, it at that It's a game of cat yeah, and mouse. Jason was playing yeah. cat and it's, mouse it's, with people all the time. He's like, <laughs> come here, come here, come here. Right, I'm going over there. Then I'm going to get you back over yeah, here. Yeah, too, right? Just like yeah. Barry McDermott or somebody else just wanted to, like, pick me out and just <laughs> run over the top of me. Yeah, yeah. You, you play to your strengths. Yeah, yeah. But, but people think, oh, well, he didn't know where he was going. But there's, there's such an ignorant sort of, like, when I look into it properly, <laughs> I'm thinking, no, because, like, the picture I'm seeing now yeah. is is different to what I see now, yeah. now, now. And it's changing all the yeah, time. So yeah, I don't yeah, know if yeah. I'm going to take you on the left or the right because yeah. he's now, I, I'm reacting to him. Yeah, yeah. So, so if he shoots, I'm, I'm, I'm putting things in and I'm probing. And I'm thinking, right, one of them's going to jump because there's always somebody that wants to smash you. Mm, yeah. So like, there's certain movements that I'll make because I know it brings people out the line. It's like fishing, just, yeah, just like yeah. fly fishing. Just put it on there and you're like, oh, nibble. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. they'll just keep going across. And stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing a game, but I know what I'm doing. Mm. But again, it's changing all the time. So, but I can react so much quicker than what, the defender can yeah. so so there's there's so much more to it and and quite often like it's like a matador with a little red cable yeah, boom. Tease, tease it is, the ball. but so many people don't understand that there's so much more to it than than yeah. do you know what i mean would then, a lazy yeah. analysis of you as a player being is quick mm. and his steps mm. that's it is what you're saying is that that would frustrate you as a player and playing wing and fullback completely different thing yeah yeah, yeah. People yeah. think, yeah, you're a winger, so you can play fullback. Not a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a chance. Don't no. work like that. No. But it's really interesting. It's the same with like halfback. And, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the nuances and the intricacies that it's hard to sometimes describe and people don't always understand. But yeah. and it's the little bits that make the massive difference, isn't it? And then when you've got players around you, like you are saying before, that actually, if I get into this position, I know he's going to hit that line. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know if he hits that line, bump, there's going to be an offload. It's it's just it's almost telepathic that mm. you just and that's where yeah, sport. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you yeah, get me yeah. excited now. I think I might come yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, we we could talk to you for for hours and hours and hours, and we've already we've already talked to you for nearly a couple of hours. I just want to do five more minutes with you um, about a couple of things. First, you just answer that question for me of how life changing 03 was that night in Sydney, and you never looked back in certain degrees in, of your life from then. It's, uh, for me, if, if you want if for me, it was all about taking on the best in the world. So it was, I never liked beating teams like 80 nil and stuff like that because it wasn't a challenge. Mm. For me, it's, I'd rather play a team that's better than me and just really have a, a proper challenge, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. that's where I think you learn and get better and, and it just brings out everything in you. 
and and there's that strive and that fight and you just got to keep working hard got to be smart i've got to um so there's no t you you want to win all the big games and i played in so many big games but then when it comes to big games for me there's nothing bigger than a than a world cup and i'd lost in 95 um against australia in the final mm. And, and that was sort of a, a sore thing because when you're playing those games, there's, there's a winner and then everybody else loses. Like, that, yeah, that's yeah. it. And then to get the opportunity in a different sport over in Australia, like, was, was just amazing. And going through it, going into a tournament as an English team, as favourites, never happens very often. Mm. But, you know, it was one of those. You'd go out to Australia. Excuse me. They're always, you know, they're always giving you stick and trying to put you off, bloody bad. But we just knew, we just felt this was our time. Mm. And we, we went through all the pool stages and it didn't always go our way, but we got to a final. It was just like, I can't tell you how big the game was. Mm. Like you play at Wembley, you, you know, you play in Challenge Cups and Grand Finals and stuff and they're massive games. And then all of a sudden, it, I mean, it, it made those games just feel like it's I was playing... Level. Under, under, under tens up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And no, no disrespect to them, but no. it was just huge. Mm. Like the pressure was immense. It was like and the world was watching games <sighs> like that. Oh man! It, it, and you know, with me, like first five, six minutes, um, you know, they make a kick into the corner. Lotsakiri jumps over me, scores a try, and and that was a massive moment for me because yeah. I don't care who you are. When things go against you, you know, like it doesn't matter how fast you are, what how strong you are. If this goes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything goes. Yeah. And for me, like, because of experiences, I knew straight away, get this right, get, get yourself a touch on the ball, make a good run, tackle, whatever. Just, just do something really quickly, and all of a sudden that was forgotten. Because the longer it, the longer in between, like, if you go five minutes without touching the ball or having um, anything to do, any, like, it, it can just dwell in your mind and you yeah, start... Yeah, yeah overthinking stuff so anyway so we game goes on and then there's that moment where you know I got opportunity to do Lawrence Delalio back inside to Johnny Wilkinson now you look back at it and think right he could have just given to Ben Cohen on his right hand side he'd gone straight under the post but because I was in Johnny's eye line that pass he knew yeah and the pass came it was on the money it was like right just little legs were like a million miles an hour yeah. and just when I went over and it's quite ironic really because there was Wendell Sale and um, Darren uh, Rogers and, and I'd played against them in rugby league internationally mm -hmm. over the years. So to, for it to be them as well, it was like, oh, okay, I can't get caught here. Yeah. And I slid in and like the emotion of that, I mean, I, I, I punched that ball. If, I, if I'd have yeah, yeah, punched yeah. somebody, like <laughs> just straight head murder, get, head game murder, like, <laughs> head straight off. And it was the emotion and the pressure of like, because you know you're under pressure, but there's certain games where it's just like, this is beyond like little yeah, me here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went in at halftime, in front and then the game goes into extra time and and then it's just those moments in big games where you look around and you see certain players and you just think yeah, you know you, you you just know that this, this. Is, this is our time mm. he's not going to let me down he's not i'm not yeah. going to let him down whatever it takes however long it takes mm. we'll do it you know what yeah. i mean and 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 it, and it was one of those we it got right to the last 90 seconds mm. and you know we end up johnny if you've ever been in a position where you need somebody to kick a goal, you know, you Johnny Wilkins is your man. And, uh, What's and, your immediate it, reaction to that when you see it just drop over? It, it, it brings back... I, I remember so many... Whilst stuff like that is brought out because it's... They're the, that's the icing. That, that's, that's the candles. And, do you know what I mean? The, the, the stuff that really... Um, the stuff that really matters to me is the work we'd put in for those years yeah. because it, that, that was just, it, it was a process of it all. That's a mean? culmination the of the, hours the, and hours on the, the train. The dedication, thing. the sacrifice. Yeah, and nobody, yeah. no, you, you only, the wins become so good because you know that time spent away family, like injuries, like coming back from injuries, like loss of form, back into form, like being you know, being dropped in teams and coming back and getting the opportunity then to do something amazing. And like, like you just know all the stuff that has come to this moment. Yeah. And then when you celebrate, it's, it goes so much deeper than a, a try scored or a, a drop go. It's yeah. like, you know something, like you, you've, you've just put 
so much in with so many people that, that that's where these experiences never leave you. It's not it's not because you score, it's not because I scored a try. It's because I remember the time where we're training. It's 37 degrees and we're all spewing up. And do you know I mean? I remember the times where it wasn't going right. And you know something? We had to find a way to win. Mm. And then over the time, it just kind of it just comes together. And then and then and then those wins come, and you're like, this is history. This this is 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 your time. This can never yeah, be taken yeah. away. Mm. And this is something now. I can look back on with so so much fondness. You can't you can't do it when you're in it, because within days, within like you've got to go to the next game. But when you finish playing and you you kind of hung up your boots and there's no more proving yourself, you look back to moments like that and just think, wow, was it really me? Did I get that opportunity? Yeah, yeah. And and then when you see your mates, when you see those guys that you've been there and you've done it with, you don't even have to say anything. It's like it was that year. It was yeah. that time. Mm. We did it. Like, yeah, yeah, do you know amazing. what I mean? That, yeah. And that's that brotherhood. That's oh, amazing. It's Best that's what's great about yeah. rugby and and those bonds. Which, you know, it's not it's not just for a game. It's not yeah. just for a season. They're there for life. Yeah, Beautifully described, mate. And look, and, and you still went on to win the Premiership or three years after like, with, with a team that had come from playing against Coventry and were nothing. And look at the rise you had with Sale as well, and became quite rightly a legend at Sale Sharks and. Went on to coach them, and that I came into your life. That was a beautiful moment, 2005. That, that was a big one. <laughs> it was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. That's when he went back to the valley. Valley. <laughs> 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 It was a big one. That. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I think you wanted a photo, and then, and then he's not spoke to me since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, let, let's just finish. We can't not finish with um, Jamaica. And you've, you talked about a World Cup there, and you played in a, in a Rugby League World Cup with England and beaten by Australia, as you mentioned, in 95. But, you know, you've got a big involvement with, with um, Jamaica in there their rise and what they're going to bring and this whole kind of cool runnings image, which is just such a lovely narrative, isn't it? Ahead of a, ahead of a World Cup. Yeah, I mean, it's... A lot of people don't realise just how much involvement I've got in rugby league. Everybody just thinks, because I've done my stuff and people see me as England rugby, but, you know, I, I, I love rugby league just as much now as I did when I, when I played. Yeah. And I also feel now that I owe the game something to, to, to put back or help grow the game in some way. And you mentioned Jamaica there, but one of, the, one of my key things is, is grassroots yeah. and is promoting the games in schools and doing all that. And, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough to get a lot of opportunities. You know, I'm now the international ambassador for the Rugby League World Cup, which is fantastic because I understand it from a player's point of view. And um, also there's this now with Jamaican Rugby League and I've, I've got Jamaican heritage and... There's a lot of good things in rugby league, and, and there's, then there's a lot of struggles. Um, and I look at Jamaican rugby league team, and there's, there's, there's no real funding in. You've got to scrape for this, that, and the other. And, and just out of the blue, somebody came to me and said, "Look, any chance you can help us out?" Um, so me and Alex Simmons said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of help you out and try and do it." And it's, it's hard because it's almost two different teams. There's a heritage team, and there's an island team. And but there's no, there's no money. There's no, don't even have a. Um, stadium or a pitch out in, yeah, in, yeah. in Jamaica so, so you're having to beg, steal and borrow to try and put things on but it's the first time ever you know Jamaica is known for track and field and, and you know just athletics a lot of people in Jamaica don't even know that Jamaica have qualified for the Rugby World Cup but mm. this is what life's all about it's about opportunities about being the first you know and, and them inspiring other Jamaicans wherever around the world and probably doing it proud and I, I, again, I sit in it a different way because I had a conversation like a couple of years ago now with the, with the team. And, it, and it's a hard one to do because we've got a lot of players that are, are playing at all different levels. Super League, you know, good Super League international players. And then you've got players, championship, you've got players that are part-time coming from a, you know, um, doing a job or a night shift and coming to training. And one of the hardest things I think for them is, is understanding what's coming. I've played in three World Cup finals, so I've, I know the situation from start to finish. And everybody wants to play in the big games. Yep. But there's a lot of people that are not prepared for them and don't understand what's coming. So yeah. one of the things I was trying to do initially is saying, look, this is an amazing opportunity, but if you're not prepared, this could be the worst time of your life. Mm. Because playing against New Zealand and not being prepared, yeah. there's, there's a certain... 
for me, like as as a player, there's 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 a given. Mm. I don't care how much talent you got, you can you can be fit. Yeah, like yeah. fitness is like you can. I don't care if it's lockdown or not. You can go out. You can run. You can do press ups. You can. So there's a certain side to it that they have to deliver on, and if they don't, they're going to get found out, and it's going to be the worst place in the world to be. Yeah, yeah. And that getting stuff like that across, it's it's like saying to people, "There's a tsunami coming." Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and they see the tide go out, and they're like, they're just, like they're, <laughs> nobody's got a clue." <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But. Uh, the flip side of that is there's so many opportunities to, to, to do something. It's, it's a world stage. You know, you could do something that, I don't know, you could score an amazing try. You could, it could get you the next contract. It could, you could be a guy coming from Jamaica who nobody's ever seen. You know, first time you've ever been over to the yeah. UK, let alone playing a, in a World Cup. So there's so many great opportunities around the World Cup. And, you know, I'm... I'm Soaking because it's the men's, the women's get you know the platform they deserve, the wheelchair. Yeah. So I'm I'm massively excited about you know the World Cup. It's been put back a year, but I know the guys have been working so hard to try and deliver the best ever World Cup, and we're going to see the best players all over the world. And these players like I I've probably never seen before, but you know there's going to be names there that will after the World Cup you'll be like wow, never seen before. Yeah. You know our teams and and. And just as players as well, challenging yourself. Because I remember in 95, all of a sudden I played South Africa for the first time. Fiji. And, and just playing against these teams, different styles. And I think as a player, it certainly helps. And uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't wait for it to start because uh, we, we are massively excited. promise you, last question I'm going to ask you. right? And I, I know a lot of people listening to this will be keen to know the answer to it. But with all of your experience that we've just touched on there as a player and everything that you've seen and all your wisdom and everything you've picked up on a pitch, but also off a pitch and in a boardroom and at executive level, would you ever one day take a job at Super League? I mean, there's a big job at Super League going with three letters after it, CEO. You know, it, to me, it seems like, I don't know if you agree, John, that the, this sport is crying out for a, for a Jason Robinson. Is that something you would consider or say no to? It sounds like Will's interviewing you here. You know what I mean? It's Will. Will I can't give you the Harrow, job. But Harrow Educated <laughs> yeah. is just offering you a job. Yeah. It's, listen, I, I, I have a passion for rugby league and I, and I honestly believe there's so much untapped potential. It's ridiculous. It's, it's what we always say. Every time we talk about rugby league, you know, um, what do we say? Like, so one of the best games in the world, blah, 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 blah. And it just doesn't get the credibility mm. it deserves. And, and part of that is because, you know, there's lots, I don't want to, you know, get, put people down, but um, there's lots of good things that happen, good decisions that happen in rugby league, but there's a lot of same old, same old. Mm. And if you keep, if same people keep making the same decisions, you're going to get the same outcome. Mm. And sometimes you need to look outside that. Um, and, and, and whoever's running the game, we, Get somebody in outside, different vision, different thoughts, different. Let, let's challenge. For me, the, the, the greatest environments, the, the, the most successful teams and businesses are those that bring, bring outside things into challenge. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Like, it's, it's just like sometimes you can be coaching as a player, and all of a sudden, a good player comes that's in your position. All of a sudden, it, it just kind of. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. it tests you and challenges you, it makes you better. Whereas I think that's what probably needs to happen. You need to get people in there. Just, just come at it from a different perspective. People like you. Potentially, it, it could be. There's, there's so many other people outside that, you know, why, why not head on some of the best knowledge around marketing? You know, but we've, we've got to also think different how we, how we recruit. It can't be jobs for the boys. It can't be, right, well, most of the time, that's what happens in, in sport or business. Normally, I hire Bill because Bill and I, um, we play golf together and Bill never challenges me. So, so I'm all right with Bill. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just vanilla. Do mm. you know what I mean? I yeah. don't want Bill. I want somebody else that's going to come in and just turn it upside down. Somebody like different, like just challenge like... Like Jason Robinson. Like, I, listen, there's, there's certain roles that I'm sure lots of different people, you know, I, I could be one in certain roles. You know, what, what you've got also got to understand is just, you know, there's certain roles that I wouldn't want. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's certain, uh, certain roles I couldn't deliver in, but there's, there's certain things that I could do. 
you know what I mean? In terms, I, I look back at the game, and you look at, and, and it, it's one of those, you probably sound like an old tool saying it, but rugby league back in the day when I played it, like you could name like every team, there, yeah. was, there, was, there was names, do mm. you know what I mean? There was household names, it was like, there was something about them, and like people knew outside of the heartland. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You could reel names off. Now, I don't think there's enough. Well, yes, we see them playing on, on Sky Sports and that, but I don't see them anywhere else. I don't see them on. on you, you look at. I've been asked to do so many TV programs. Where, where's all the rugby league stars? Why, why are they not on all these? Programs, well, that's you know an injustice I mean? to them. That could be quite easily fixed, couldn't it? No, but you're saying that. So why isn't it happen then? Marketing. But but this is what I'm saying. You know, we've we've got so many great talents, but they don't get the exposure that they deserve. Mm. And they're, you know, we, we, we can always look at the players and think, well, they've got to bring the game. No, we've got to put something in place mm. that puts them where they need to be. You look at all the sports. You look at the the lionesses. You look at so many different sports that are. That, that, that are put where they need to be and, and certain marketing around it. Dearie me, we, you never stop talking about it. No. But these, these if, if, if you look, you know, if, if, if you're patient enough to look deep enough, you will find the stars in Super League. Yeah. But a lot of people haven't got that. We need to deliver it on a plate. So mm. it's like that, boom. Warmsley, boom. There you go. French. Sounds like, sounds, doesn't sound like a no to me, John. Doesn't sound like a no. Doesn't no, sound but like it's, a no. it's. I'll go on Celebrity MasterChef. I'll go, I will. Have you applied? I will. Have you put your name in there? I will. I mean, Jason, if you can help, I'll go on Celebrity I, I, I imagine I've got, you've already kind of put feelers out. I've, I've been practising my dishes. But, we need, but there's a lot of stuff around. Snazzy coffee with it. There's a lot of stuff around the grassroots. Yeah. That needs to be better because that, that, that's the feeder. I think you, you, you know. look thirsty to get involved at some stage. That's what, I, that's what I'm no, reading. No, but I am involved. That's no, the thing. More I, involved. I, but, but, more but, involved. In the right places. Yeah, but but then then that takes up time, and you know something. I'm I'm in a really nice place now, yeah. where the people that I work for appreciate what I do, mm. and and it's like everybody else, your your time is is valuable. And I said stuff about the RFU. Mm. I only work with people that want to change, yeah, and and yeah. and bring about the best. Like I haven't got all the the answers. I haven't got all the answers. Mm. I might have a couple, but I haven't got all the answers. But there's only one way to find them. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not, it's, not, it's not in the same room we keep going to. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, hope, hopefully with the IMG, there, there, there is something different. There is a, a better platform. And, and, and the guys, you know, I, I don't want to... One of the great things for me in my career is that I played rugby union. Mm. And, and not only because it was a good game, but I know now I've got, I've got jobs for life. And this is my thing around players that leave rugby league. I was, I was, I was in rugby union. I did well around Six Nations. I did well around Lions Tours. I did well around um, World Cups. So every year there's always stuff that goes on that I'll be asked to do. There's jobs and with companies, blah de blah de blah I know some of the best talent in this country are rugby league players. And I know that they do not get the work. They're, 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 it's a different level. I get asked to do stuff in rugby league. And a lot of the time, whilst I do a lot of stuff for nothing in rugby league and everything else, a lot of stuff, I, would, I wouldn't entertain it because it, it's... It, you, you, it's not it's not worth doing. No. Do you know what I mean? Whereas these players should be, for me, paid a lot more. You know because <laughs> because of what they're doing. Every we we watch it. You watch it every week, and they're just they're running, just smashing each other. The bodies are in bits, and they're delivering like every week. They're doing something, even when they don't play their best. It's hard, Yaka. It's brutal, yeah. It's hard, Yaka. And I just don't think that they're getting the recognition rewarded in the way that they are. And that's why people say to me, you went to Rugby Union for the money. No, I didn't. I was actually being pa I was paid less when I went to Rugby Union than I was in Rugby League. I got paid more in Rugby League. So, do, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, but yeah. I know that there's, 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 a, there's an untapped corporate world 
in, in, in rugby league. Yeah. And if we tap into that and get the better sponsor involved and, and, and tap into the, the proper money. So no disrespect. Like, I love the fact that somebody goes out and works 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and he brings his money home. And he is, he's that invested in the clubs that he spends it on a season ticket. And it costs X amount of money. And that's his treat for that week. But the real difference is, is when that company, who is just paying for it through the company, buys a table or does the spot, that's where the money needs to come from. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, you, it's you know what I mean? Fans, it's, it's corporate. You know, level, there's it? always going to be a diehard, there's always going to be a diehard fans. And, and, and sometimes you see people there and you know, like, they've got nothing, mm. but that's their life. So, I, and then you just think, right, you know, get the corporates involved. That's what they want to do. They want to entertain clients. Well, there's no better place. Get them down on a Friday night, a Saturday night, but make it so that they want to come. Do you, do you know what I mean? Give them, give them yeah. some real value. You yeah. know, it's not about a pint a pint. pint. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's proper corporate. It's, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm getting into something now. I'm just like... I see one question. Is that what an interview that was for the job. Jason Robinson, no, I don't want the job. Thank you so much. What a, what a brilliant guest you've been. And look, that was yeah, over two hours, but a amazing. fascinating listen for everyone. Uh, really appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much for coming down to speak to I us. I think we could have done another two or three hours. We could have done, I don't do another. <laughs> we could have done. And we will, we, we will do. He says we will do. He hates yeah. doing these, but it, I mean, it's, it's taken me two years to get him in here, but I'm so glad we yeah. finally did. Thank you, mate. No, no, I appreciate it. Good yeah, to see you. Awesome, um, give us a little follow. I know you're going to enjoy that at Out of Your RL on uh, social media. And give us a review as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts enjoy that episode thank you very much